Welcome to Red Rank Podcast, home of the smoothest voice on Twitch. I'm your host, The Crow Show. Just a friendly reminder, you can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, other platforms like Google Podcasts, TuneIn Radio, and anywhere you can get a podcast. And on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, please do me a big favor. Leave me a five-star rating for this five-star podcast. It really helps, and we're starting to see some really cool numbers. We're trending in a, in a really cool direction. So today's show is a little bit different. I, I've i got some, like, sort of... I wrote a few notes down, but I'm mostly going off the cuff. I'm also recording it live while I'm on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash show. I'll leave a link in the show notes. If you ever want to follow, leave alerts on. I do stream on Tuesday and Wednesday nights for the most part. But yeah, today I just wanted to talk about the matchmaking tests that have taken place over the course of like the last week and a bit. And we're also going to talk about a thing for the unwritten rules of Dead by Daylight. There's a lot of a lot of like things that happen in this game where people will get mad at you if you don't adhere to the this unwritten hand, rule handbook. We'll see if we can list some of them, and if I've missed any, please let me know on my Discord or my Twitter, or come to my Twitch stream and let's talk about it. Let's get into the first topic, matchmaking tests. So day one and day six were the most fun I had playing Dead by Daylight in a really, really long time. I think the consensus, I think most people will agree, on those days, day one and day six, it felt like MMR was turned off. Now, MMR is, I think it stands for matchmaking rank. So in Dead by Daylight, when you escape a trial as a survivor, your MMR rating goes up. If you kill a survivor when you're playing killer, your your MMR goes up. So the more your MMR matchmaking rating, thank you, Dino, uh, the higher your MMR, the more likely you are to get into lobbies with better players. That's kind of the downside to playing Dead by Daylight. The better you get at the game, the tougher opponents you're going to get, which equals less fun. It it really sucks. And uh, that's why I think I was like, day one and day six, I was getting... I played Killer and Survivor, and I was getting a mix of, like, I think brand new players, uh, as well as players who just, yeah, just don't have a lot of hours. And, of course, I was getting some really good players, too, who probably had lots of hours in this game. Now, the games were really fun on those days because I'd, like, let's take, for example, I'd play Survivor. I'd go tap a gin, and then I'd let it go. And I'm like, okay, there's no ruin. Cool. The killer would down somebody. They put them on a hook. I'd be like, oh, they don't have pain resonance. Like, dead man switch. Okay. <laughs> and then at the end of the game, the killer had like whispers, uh, sloppy butcher, like save the best for last. And like a random ass perk, like spies from the shadows or like, uh, I don't know, nemesis or something like they, I unrelent. I saw a lot of unrelenting. I actually saw a lot of no ed too. And so because I was seeing a lot more Noed, I had a game within the game. I was like, I got to cleanse all the totems in this trial before we get all the gens fixed. It didn't happen a lot. So the killers would often get one or two downs because of Noed. And, you know, people, I think, were probably upset. But I think Noed's in a good place. They don't have to do anything with Noed in terms of changing, like, the, the mechanics of the perk. That's your reward, you know? You fix gens really fast and you don't pay attention to totems yeah you get to get a punch in the face and you're one shot with any killer i like no it it adds fun to the end game collapse uh so yeah i saw a lot of different perks that i rarely rarely ever see so as a result i was running kind of meme builds i was running like a lot of like blast mine and flashbang uh bond 
Um, of course, my bite the bullet with uh, self-care, botany knowledge, and self-aware so I can walk. Like, bite the bullet is the, the perk where if you're healing yourself or if you're healing a teammate, you make no sounds at all. Like, no breathing, no grunting, nothing. And normally when you're healing yourself or somebody else, you can hear kind of stitches, like you, you hear like bandages sound. You, you know the sounds I'm talking about. You can hear those kinds of sounds while you're healing somebody, but with Bite the Bullet, you don't make none of those sounds. So you can make some kind of cool, fun, little silly plays of, you know, I'll take a hit and I'll run around a corner and I'll just immediately start self-caring and the killer can't find me because I'm not making sound and they don't see my scratch marks. And it's, it's just a fun build for me. That's fun. But when matchmaking is on, uh, the matchmaking uh, rating system, the MMR, uh, I'm going up against like really competent killers and killers who usually don't fall for my silly tricks with my meme builds. And they're usually running, you know, pain resonance, dead man switch, barbecue, and pop goes the weasel or something or corrupt intervention. Like it's just, it's killers with like three gen slowdown perks and one information perk or four gen slowdown perks. And the thing is, I kind of don't, I kind of don't blame the killers, man. Because, like, I I played killer all morning. I played different killers. I played uh, Myers, played a lot of Myers, played some Nemesis. It didn't matter who I was playing against. uh, Survivors were just tearing through gens. They were fixing them super fast. There's a couple of reasons why that happens. The first is really bad spawns. And when I say that, when you load into the trial, you spawn into the trial. And if survivors are all all uh, starting the trial at all different parts of the map, theoretically, all four of them can just start working on gen, a, a separate gen immediately. So let's say I find one of them and I start chasing them. Um... The other three, they're going to be still working on those gens. So if the tr- if that chase goes for too long, it can be a three-gen chase at the start of the trial. And that happens a lot, <laughs> especially when you're using a bad killer like uh, like Michael Myers. I, I was using Michael Myers because I had to do a, d- a dumb tome challenge today. It's discouraging, man. It's so discouraging. And like the thing is, survivors don't really take a lot of trouble when they, you know, quote unquote, gen rush, they do their objective. You fix gens and you get out. There's nothing toxic about that. Nobody ever bats an eye when that happens. But if a killer, quote unquote, tunnels or proxy camps a hook, especially when they're down to one gen or maybe two gens, they get a lot of trouble. Survivor killers also get in trouble when they perform poorly. Survivors will often teabag teabag at the open exit gate they'll they'll vault windows and pallets by the open exit gate all just to say hey we owned you dude get good nerd and the thing is like the killer runs into a lot of groups like that it doesn't even have to be a swift like the survivors are so good even solo queue homies can bully killers quite easily doesn't happen often but it does uh that's why killers are quitting this game stuff like that like getting getting rude behavior towards them and playing killer just it, it is not fun right now playing killer is stressful and uh yeah if you if you don't follow the unwritten rules of dead by daylight as killer you get in trouble that leads me to the next topic let's talk about the unwritten rules of dead by daylight A lot of you are probably like, yeah, I got some unwritten rules too. Um, let's see. Let's 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 just read out some comments I got on Twitter. So I put out a tweet 
And I was like, what are your unwritten rules of Dead by Daylight? Use the hashtag unwritten rules of DBD. We did get some cool comments, so I'll read those out right now. So Darth Veda, who's a friend of mine, said, last place survivor dies in a slug race. (laughs) So a slug race is when the killer downs all four survivors at the open exit gate, and then everybody crawls out of the trial. I guess if the person who person who finishes last gets killed. I wasn't aware of that one. <laughs> Here's what Dino said. The Gaming Dinosaurs, uh, one of my best friends, uh, said, What I like doing is if someone tries to get their teammate killed, don't kill that teammate. And make sure the person who is trying to get the other person killed dies. I see this a lot as killer and survivor. Sometimes, for some reason, a survivor will just start trying to sandbag another survivor. And when I say sandbag, they're they're trying to get the other person killed. They're trying to like they they drop a pallet right in front of them, and they're um they're not healing them. They're leaving them on the hook, stuff like that. For some reason, they get upset with another survivor, and they decide to punish them by being a shitty teammate um i don't like when i see that i i think it's bullshit people are so entitled survivor queue times are actually really long right now too so people are waiting anywhere between three to ten minutes to get into a game and they wait that long and they get a shitbag teammate who's like you're not playing by my unwritten rules that you don't know so i'm gonna punish you that's weird that's really weird there's also a thing where survivors get really mad when the killer doesn't win under their imaginary win condition their unwritten rules of dbd killers get in trouble if they slug at five gens or if they even slug at all some survivors get really upset with that another big one is the tunneling and camping i got accused of uh tunneling last night it was off stream and uh somebody who who happened to know me like i'm I'm in one of his communities um we kind of cross community it up kind of thing um i didn't know it was him but doesn't change the fact that i would have played it all the same I was running around looking for people. I was Nemesis on uh, Badham. No, not Badham. Yeah, Badham. Anyway, really shitty map for Killer. And I'm looking for people. I can't find anybody. I'm like, well, I'll go snuff out that boon in the main building. They, They had a boon set up. So I go snuff it out. And then a survivor runs right in front of me. And I'm like, oh, I think I hooked that person already. But yeah, sure let's chase this survivor who ran right in front of me she was actually hiding like i don't know if she meant to be hiding but she was out of sight i wouldn't have seen her i did not see her until she ran in front of me that's what we call survivor induced tunneling where if you get off a hook sure get healed up if you can't get healed up leave the scene of the crime when killers run around and they can't find people they're probably going to return back to the hook where they put you on because there's a chance you're either being healed or maybe there's a generator y'all were fixing there so they're going to return there to see if they can find somebody else or they'll just come back and proxy anyway because that's like what a lot of killers do and whether we like it or not that is a quote-unquote valid strategy so this survivor ran in front of me and then jumped into a locker and i'm like oh the thing is we were at five generators so they didn't fix a single gen yet i pulled the survivor out sure enough they had ds decisive strike so they stunned me jumped off my shoulders and they ran to leave the building problem is they were infected they were sick because i whipped them with my tentacle earlier as nemesis and there was a zombie there so the zombie downed them (laughs) as they were leaving i actually recorded footage of this so what am i gonna do what am i supposed to do in that spot do i just like pretend i didn't see them fall down you know five feet away from me 
am I supposed to just like run away and pretend that didn't happen? Pretend they didn't you hit me with decisive strike? No, I picked them up, put them on a hook. That was my second hook of the trial. And it was the same survivor. So, and, and they actually died on hook. Like they, they let go. They didn't, they didn't hit skill checks so they could, they could leave or whatever. And that just screws their team, dude. Like it just, you, you messed up your team because you induced tunneling. I said at the beginning, I'm, I'm live streaming on Twitch. Ashy raises a really good point. That reminds me of when Survivor's Force, the BT hit, that's borrowed time, and then get upset when you wait it out and then hook them after. Yeah, borrowed time is meant to be an anti-tunneling perk. <clears throat> but if you use borrowed time to stick around, to body block, to try to like weaponize borrowed time, to... Uh, take a hit for one of your teammates at that point you're fair game you you're not leaving the scene of the crime that's survivor induced tunneling again and you don't need to do that just run away dude like it's it's pretty simple if you stick if you stay at the scene of the crime and you get downed because you stayed there you made a choice to stay there that's all you. So people are just, I, I don't know, man, like when it comes to tunneling and proxy camping, like a lot of times, a lot of times it's the survivors who brought it on. Today I had a, I had a survivor who was running me at a tile, which happened to be right next to somebody who was on hook. Now, am I just supposed to drop that chase and then like run to the other side of the map so they can pull them off the hook safely and then heal up? No. If you want to keep running me at the tr in the tile right next to a person on hook, I'm going to down you as best I can. And that's what happened. And it put their team in a lot of danger. There's an unwritten rule. If you're being chased by the killer... Don't hang out by somebody who's on a hook. Get distance from there. Run away. It's so weird. I think a lot of problems could be solved in this community if if uh, survivors understood the concept of survivor-induced tunneling. It's a source of a lot of frustration in the community, and uh, people just seem to chill on that. Ashy makes another really good point in uh, in the Twitch chat messages when survivors rush and unhook before you can leave, they can't be upset and call it camping. When they're not giving you a reason to leave. Exactly. Even if they have borrowed time. Like if you, if I take like three or four steps away from the hook and then I hear the notification, I'm going to turn around. I'm going to pay attention to what just happened. Um, I'm trying to think of other unwritten rules. Oh, another unwritten rule that really gets me. When a survivor is on the hook and it's their first hook state, so they're just hanging there, crying, screaming, whatever, you can take by default three chances to unhook yourself and you have a 4% chance to unhook yourself each time you try. Now, when survivors actually jump off the hook by themselves, it, it's really hard to do. Like I said, it's a 4% chance every time you try it. There's survivors out there who think that killers have to respect the 4 They call it respect the 4%. Respect the fact that RNG favored me and I got off the hook by myself. And I should just be allowed to go heal myself. I should be allowed to escape the trial. It doesn't work that way. I uh, I disagree with that. So, I think some people, a lot of people will will uh, disagree with me. And that's fine. Um, yeah, I, I don't respect it myself. But uh, that's just a personal choice. Uh, I'm like, yo, congrats. You jumped off. Get back on the hook. So um, that's an unwritten rule. What's another unwritten rule of Dead by Daylight? Yeah, the whole survivor-induced tunneling. It's just, you know, there's there's people 
Like there will be times, there's one TikTok I posted where there were three survivors all within five meters of a person on hook. And I was playing Bubba. Bubba is the best face camper in the game. <laughs> they need to run away and go do gens, man. Like they need to go do stuff. So I actually was able to slug them all and win uh, on that one play. Uh, but they did it to themselves. Like, am I supposed to just like see three people at a hook and be like, oh, okay, well, I'm, I'm going to run over here. You guys get this person off the hook and you, you heal yourself and I'll, I'll come back. I'll come, like text me when you're done. It, it doesn't work that way, you know? <laughs> it's just so weird to me. There's, and I, I get people getting mad at me in the, the end game chat. Oh, you, you, tunneled you proxied like no you guys played like shit you, you you don't get to play and make bad decisions and then blame me for your bad decisions that's like that meme where the person's on their their bicycle and they throw the stick into their spokes and wipe themselves out and they go why did the killer tunnel me you know it's like you did it to yourself dude relax man so yeah there's um this is a conversation I want to keep going, though. So if you're on Twitter, be sure to use the hashtag unwritten rules of DBD. I don't think this will be the last time we talk about it. Far from it. Like it's uh, it's kind of a Pandora's box of things. You know, you open it and it's just all hell breaks loose because we all have different. And the thing is, if you go on TikTok, if you're on TikTok, um, go to any of my TikToks, go to anybody's TikTok. You can have them literally doing anything and people will get upset because uh, they're not following the quote unquote unwritten rules of DBD. And like, what are they? Do they matter? Like at the end of the day, does any of this matter? <laughs> None of us are winning anything other than maybe a few extra blood points. Um, I just don't know. It's just weird to me. So yeah, that was, I just wanted to kind of open, open the floor for discussion on unwritten rules of DBD. <coughs> Oh yeah, Ashy brings up a, another good point. There, uh, Ashy posted a clip of a, a Yui who is teabagging a Nia because the Nia quote unquote used God palette so early. Let's talk about that. So Larry's has a, one, maybe two God palettes. A God palette is defined as a, a palette where you drop it and the killer doesn't have a real easy way around it. Like they can't just run around a corner and then attack you. Like... It's a safe palette. They actually have to break it if they want to keep chasing you. Now, there's a TikTok clip out there. I'm not going to post it, but uh, Ania dropped a, a safe palette versus a Huntress. Tried to stun her. It didn't work. She got downed, but she did drop the palette. And there was a, a Yui there who really thought she ate by clipping this and then posting it to TikTok. She like teabagged the Nia when she went down. She pointed at Huntress and like nodded her head. And yeah, there are four gens, but like she was injured, you know? And pallets can be really tough for Huntress. Like you really have to mind game greeting the pallet or just dropping it on her. And you don't know how they're going to play, especially in the first chase. And the funny thing is, even if she wasn't super toxic with her approach in that situation, um, her, the outcome wouldn't be, wouldn't be the same. If, if she just ran away... It would still be the same outcome. Nia would be on the hook, but instead this Yui like teabagged, pointed at her, nodded at the Huntress like, hey, I'm on your team and was like, don't ever do this. 
And yeah, Yui had We're Gonna Live Forever, which is a perk. It's like the quote unquote survivor version of barbecue and chili. Way to it's a way to get extra blood points. The easiest way to get a token on We're Gonna Live Forever is to take a protection hit. And you can take a protection hit by when a killer is carrying a survivor and you get hit by the survivor's weapon, you get injured. That's a protection hit. You can also get tokens for we're going to live forever. I think you if you save a survivor with a pallet stun or flashlight save, if you're, if you're up against a trapper and you step in a trap next to somebody who's injured, that's a protection hit, funny enough. Um, taking a shot from uh, Deathslinger, like his harpoon gun, that counts as a protection hit. Um, but I believe you do have to be like super close to somebody else who's injured. I think that's how it works. But yeah, this Yui just acted like a total entitled piece of shit, pretty much. And um, yeah, it was just a really silly thing. So that's a that's a topic too. The unwritten rule of Dead by Daylight to when do you drop the God pallets at Killer Shack or that safe pallet at Larry's? Personally, I think that if people are fixing gens, I don't mind dropping Killer Shack pallet at five gens. I'll do it when I'm healthy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing to myself, yo, I can extend this chase. And it also depends on the killer too, right? Like if it's say Oni, you know, denying Oni his power early game, mid game, end game, that's what you want. And you deny him hits by just dropping pallets or jumping through a window. Um, I don't agree with you can only drop God pallet when there's one or two gens left. Like, no, dude, I disagree. If you disagree with me, again, hit me up in Discord or Twitter. I'd love to have a chat about it. <laughs> anyway, I think I've rambled on long enough. This episode's going to be a little bit shorter than usual, maybe not as much context as usual. I really just wanted to quickly talk about the matchmaking tests and the unwritten rules of DVD. I really hope that the matchmaking tests um, result in a change to the MMR system. Because I think everybody agrees the MMR system is is the reason why this game is losing players. Yeah, Dino just said, I hope MMR gets disabled. Me too. I would love that. I'd love to just run whatever perks I want. And the interesting thing is, even though I was going against newer players who were running non-meta perks as killer, I was still dying as survivor. I was still dying at second hook, third hook, first hook even. But the chases were fun, you know, I didn't have to, I didn't have to face, you know, a blight with alchemist ring, uh, didn't have to run into spirits running mother daughter ring, just crazy, crazy add ons. <laughs> the way some of the killers had their add ons and uh, survivors had their items built. I don't think they understood how the add ons work. They used stuff that did not have synergy and actually had some bad synergy together. And yeah, Dino said, I hate having to sweat Lord the entire time I play DVD. And I, I agree with that. On our last stream on Friday night, um, we were getting steamrolled. It was me, Dino, Ashy, and like MILFs and Strawberry. We were getting absolutely steamrolled, but we didn't really have like meta. Well, we had some meta perks on, but we finally started escaping trials once we like organized, you know, circle of healing and borrowed time and one person with prove thyself, one person with unbreakable and three of us running dead hard and it, or four of us. It was just, it was just the dumbest thing. And it, it's so boring to play that way. Like having to sweat and I just want to get in chases and have fun and be silly. 
Um, but when you run into killers who are running four slowdown perks, that kind of goes out the window. Yeah, Ashy makes a really good point. Ashy says, it seems the devs see DBD as a game like Valorant or Call of Duty or any type of shooter where MMR is viable, but there is a party RNG that's not going to have this that's not going to have the same efficiency. I, I agree with you hundred percent. The um RNG of getting bad teammates is really high, especially in, in solo queue DBD. But um yeah, I think I'm gonna wrap it up there. I just wanted to um again thank everybody for listening. Friendly reminder, I'll leave links in the show notes for my socials. I'm very active on, of course, Twitch. I stream on Tuesday and Wednesday nights. Very active on Twitter. I post on Instagram once in a while. Um, I've got a link to my Discord. So if you ever want to hit me up in Discord, I do have a section in the Discord for mailbag. So if you have questions for me, drop them in the mailbag. I'll I'll answer it in a future episode. I've pretty much answered everything that gets posted there uh but yeah i really really hope that uh we can have some conversation on twitter discord my twitch i'd really appreciate that and of course again friendly reminder if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to the podcast spotify apple Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts i'd really really appreciate it Um, i'm putting out dead by daylight content on this podcast on a regular basis and i do have a playlist for my interviews and i've got some really cool guests lined up coming up so make sure you check out the link in the show notes it's red rank podcast interviews yeah i've got some uh, really fun people i've talked to over the months and more to come so thanks very much for listening and i'll see you in the fog <laughs>